0: to Wander Where Lost. I'm Allie and on episode 6 we're talking about the creepy as fuck ghouls and goblins that haunt the Nevada cemeteries and beyond. I have Chrissy with me here today. She's a local explorer of the vast terrain, is a huge fan of rural Nevada, and all-around spooky lady. Chrissy, how's it going? Great, how are you? Oh good, swell, ready for some spooks. Fantastic.
1: Well, I've got some for you. Oh, good.
0: Good. I'm excited. (laughs) So, Chrissy. Yes. How many ghost towns would you say you've been to in general? Like, it doesn't have to just be in Nevada. Okay. But just in general. In
1: general. Too many to remember. Um, Oh, no. I would say probably... Well, I wouldn't necessarily consider them all towns, but just like abandoned places in general... I would say probably like 50 plus. So that's probably not even that much.
0: Damn. I've been to like (laughs) three. Mm -hmm. I always want to go to more, but I guess I, I don't know. I don't know where to go. And then sometimes like one time I drove all the way out past Elko, which is a four and a half hour drive from Reno Mm -hmm. about, Mm -hmm. I, I think I usually make it in like four.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: drive a little faster than I probably should well now they opened it up to 80 miles
1: per. (gasps) oh that's good that's good
0: um not that I ever go out there anymore but I (laughs) went all the way out past Elko Mm -hmm. and it was past I think the little town is called Wells yes and then there's a there's like a ghost town thing out there Metropolis yes it was Metropolis yep you're so good at this that one I love Metropolis yeah it was so cool yeah but I will say, I, I was kind of let down a little. Don't hate me. It just... I'm let down. No, stop. <laughs> stop. It just, like, I, I think it was hyped up. Like, in my head, I think it was, like, the first ghost town I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was picturing, like, this, like, all these buildings and this old stuff. Yeah. And, you know, like, blah, like, I don't know. Just it's not Bodie. No, it ain't no Bodie, which mm-hmm. we will talk about. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I oh, good. yeah.
1: That's but it favorite. has that beautiful arch. Yes, that has withstood the test of time. That's true. It wasn't that like a school yes. or something. Yes, okay. it was a school. Yeah. And if you've seen pictures of like the actual school in all its glory, it was a beautiful school.
0: Mm. Wish we had beautiful schools. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So specifically in Nevada, yes, it has to be in Nevada. What's your favorite ghost town? Oh. Or at least one that's, like, semi... No, never mind. It has to just be in Nevada.
1: (laughs) Has to just be in Nevada. Um, There's a lot... I mean, so some of them are, like, living ghost towns because, um, like, the population would kind of fluctuate back and forth after, like, the mining boom or whatever had created that town originally for... Uh, just kind of like fell to the wayside so some of them are more like living ghost towns now because they still have a small population like paradise valley yes okay um but like manhattan's really cool um unionville is probably my favorite
0: and about how far away are these from reno are they drivable
1: well i mean i drove
0: to them from Reno. yes you so. have a truck <laughs> and also a sense of adventure. <laughs>
1: Um, I mean, yes, for most of them, like, especially, like, Unionville is literally in between Lovelock and Winnemucca. It's just on the other side of the mountains. So Mm -hmm. you feel like you're real far away from places, and you do, you don't have to take as many dirt roads as we take to get to these places. Uh, for Unionville, you can, like, go up to Winnemucca and then come down, and then the, like, highway just eventually runs into dirt road, but then it's, like, a straight shot to Unionville. Okay. So you don't have to take dirt roads. We specifically seek out the dirt roads. Um, so you don't have to. But uh, Manhattan's a little bit further. That one is definitely going to take you more than, like, a day drive. But Unionville's probably, like, two and a half, three hours away. What do you do? Like, do you camp?
0: Like, if you're going to go to Manhattan and you're like, yes, let's take a weekend trip to Manhattan.
1: <laughs> it depends. So, in Unionville, there's actually a small bed and breakfast.
0: Oh, that's cute. And,
1: yes, it's this uh, older lady and her son, which, I mean, they're both pretty old. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's super like they're super super sweet they like can't really hear you so they'll be like Aww. telling stories and you'll ask them questions and they're just like yeah and then like they move <laughs> on to the next thing so they can't really hear but she makes some bomb oatmeal she makes a really good like compote from fruit from like trees that she has on the property Ooh.
0: yeah she, okay
1: it's if you can ever make it out to unionville and stay in this uh Bed and breakfast is definitely worth it. I'll have to look up the name because I don't remember off the top of my head. But, uh, and it's just, like, because you are pretty far, like, really the only thing separating you from Lovelock is, like, this mountain range. So it feels like you're in the middle of nowhere. You are still pretty close to people, but uh, because you have that mountain there, like, you don't get any of, like, the lights from the cities. So at night, it gets super, super dark. Um, I bet the stars are beautiful. Yeah, stars are beautiful. But you can also hear, like, every single noise. So if you don't like to hear, like, little mice run around or, like, coyotes, may not be your cup of tea, but Unionville is, is fun. And there's also a cabin there, which uh, Mark Twain used to stay in. What? Yes.
0: Do you feel like the ghost of Mark Twain is still there?
1: No. Oh, <laughs> I mean that would just be cooler. Okay, yes, the the ghost of Mark Twain, the spirit of Mark Twain. I feel like you're lying to me. <laughs> um, no, I, I would say if you want some Mark Twain vibes, go to Virginia City. But dude, I love Virginia City. Unionville's still cool, and uh, Kyle's Hot Springs is over by Unionville. So if you're into hot springs, so I'm I'm feeling that basically.
0: You, me, mm-hmm. the two hubbies, and well, soon to be hubby basically, hubby, yeah, Roberto and Kyle, yeah, need to take a little trip out there. Let's do it and hot spring, and also see this place. Yes, yes, let's, let's do, do it. it. Cool, yeah. All right, well, it's that time, guys, where we dive into the food and drink culture Woo! of Nevada, yeah it's wandering sips it's the sips wandering sips the top wandering sipping while you're wandering wandering sips I will be totally honest I really suck at, f- <laughs> at finding drinks <laughs> one reason I don't drink beer I'm not a beer person I hate beer so I was like well I'll just find like a, a cider that's brewed in Nevada that's fine so I did some research and I thought I found a couple brands, and then I went to Total Wine, and I did your own like mix a six pack thing, and uh, um, yeah, I I grabbed one called Incline Cider Company, just because, you know, Incline Village, Nevada, like that was my thought. <laughs> um, no, it's from um, it's from Washington, so there's that. I
1: mean, it was. <laughs> I can understand the assumption, though.
0: Well, and then the other one, a Common Cider Company, I researched, and I thought that the article, the story about us thing, said that they were from Reno, Nevada, and I was really excited. But they just, they came to, like, um, like a competition in Reno, Nevada, and that's it. Yeah. So my bad on that front. <laughs> on the plus side, you have Lead
1: Dog. Yes, and it's a what lead is it? Lead Dog. Lead Dog. Lead Dog. I call dog? it Lead Dog. I'm no man. I don't know, I don't know either. Uh. Um, so this is brewed in Reno and Sparks, Nevada. Yes, so right here at home. So this one, yes. Okay. You done good. Let's pop these suckers
0: open and give All them right. a little tasty taste. Sounds good. All right. Oh. ooh, foam.
1: Ew. So gross. <laughs> I just don't like beer. This All is right. very hoppy. Ooh, <laughs> oh, it's gonna be disgusting. You're gonna hate it. Oh, here, sorry. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Um wow. <laughs> I'm really weirded out by this cider. It's what, hibiscus and rose?
0: Um, I think it's the ginger in it, because it has floral, ginger, honey, elderflower. Oh. And there's something... Here, switch. Okay, switch. Let's do a little switcheroo. I'm going to be really grossed out in a second. You are. Ooh, this smells very fragrant.
1: Right? <coughs> oh. That was my gross beer noise. I mean, it is very hoppy. Yours, the mine. My original one. Your lead dog. Um... It's not what I would normally pick for myself, but it's not, like, I can, I understand why people would drink it. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, would never pick any beer for myself. Yours does taste very honey-ish. Like, it's very sweet in a honey way. I think what's,
0: I think what's catching me is the ginger. It's like, I do really like, like, it is really sweet and it's florally, so Mm. it almost kind of reminds me of, like, drinking a kombucha, actually.
1: I can see that. I just downed some ginger with my sushi, so I'm not... (laughs) I wasn't getting those ginger notes, but I think that fried my tongue, so... Probably. Yeah. No, I like it.
0: And the thing on the bottle, it says, incline to deviate from a line or direction.
1: Hmm. And I feel like that's what I do every day. Yeah, and I'm over here, um, like a uh, surfing hop. That's a hop. That's a hop. Oh, I thought yeah. it was an
0: artichoke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about beer. That's a Hops? I think I think it's hops. Hops? Yeah. It's a little. Uh, and he's carrying himself. Uh, his beer? Yeah, he's oh, carrying his own so beer. So cute. Yeah. Or maybe no, he's windsurfing. I don't know. Whatever you call that. Parasailing,
0: parasailing. Paris Paris. I think he's or it's wake. I don't know. Oh, something, something
1: know. to do with water. It's festive.
0: I really like the can. Actually, it's the really can, it's a cool can.
1: Yeah, it makes me want to go to the beach.
0: Yeah, for sure. It is nice. I'm sad that it's um, October
1: and it's cold and. The, cold. the only thing that I love fall. I feel like this is my season. But yeah, you're so spooky. I know. But uh wet season does not make for good um dirt road driving. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've almost gotten stuck several occasions. Good because... thing you have a good chalk. Good thing I have a good driver. <laughs> because <laughs> Shout out to you, Roberto. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, otherwise we would have been stuck on several occasions. That's fun.
0: But I digress. That's fun. <laughs> So food in Nevada, I, uh, well, I mean, I guess back to drinks, like the, the drink that everyone kind of seemed to say you first mentioned it. And then I talked to Kyle, the hubby bubs. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I just called them the hubby bubs, but it works. Yeah, I I suppose. Um, (laughs) I was like a native Nevadan drink and he's like, pecan punch. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "What, what, why two people are talking about this pecan punch stuff. Yep. Um, the sad thing, I was gonna make it. But the sad thing is the liquor that we needed to make it, they did not carry at my favorite liquor store, Total Wine. Sponsor me, Total Wine. I come to you every two weeks.
1: Sponsor
0: me. <laughs> but they didn't, so yeah, they didn't uh, they didn't carry it or they were out of stock. They had it, but it mm-hmm. just they didn't have it in the Reno store. And I was super bummed. And then I was like, maybe I can try to find it somewhere else. But of course I waited till the last minute, so this was yesterday. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just get, like, local beers. Like, clearly that worked out well.
1: Yeah. No, it's... I mean, you got one out of... Six? Six. <laughs> so...
0: Well, okay, in my defense, there was also this Ace Pumpkin Cider that I had to get. Because, like... Totally understand I had to
1: know how that Because
0: it's pumpkin. Yeah. And we're basic. So basic.
1: Basic.
0: Um, but, what, okay, so since you were the expert with, like, the Pecan
1: Punch... It's a Basque thing. Ooh, yes, it is. So just because so much of Nevada was originally inhabited by the Basque, lovely people, lovely it's, people. Oh yeah, they're fantastic. They have great food. Um, but yeah, it's just I, mean, I don't mean I don't know where it, I mean other than the drink comes from a Basque heritage. I don't I think know much cool. more than that. But uh, Louis Basque Corner does a fantastic pecan punch. Mm. So if you ever try, or if you ever feel like testing it out. Well, that was also going to be,
0: I also was like, we could always go get a pecan punch and drink it at a bar and then come back and talk about it.
1: (laughs) But I felt like it didn't have the same effect. It doesn't. No, it did not. It probably wouldn't have the same effect, but we can always get one later.
0: Yeah, we'll have to do that because I'm really curious now. It sounds good. It sounds like it has this weird pecan liquor Amaro or Amaro,
1: whatever Amaro, it's called. I don't know how to pronounce it. Mm. It's like, um, I wouldn't necessarily say it tastes like pecan, like it's a, it's P-I-C-O-N. Yeah, not like the nut. Yeah. Um, but it definitely has maybe like a, a nutty-esque flavor. That kind of makes me excited
0: because that sounds super good right now. I don't mm. know. It's tizzy season. It definitely, like, it doesn't really taste
1: like anything else like there's nothing really I can compare it to tastes you. like a bunch of nuts but it's yes delicious like <laughs> bunch like a bunch of <laughs> like nuts, bunch of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: yeah uh, <laughs> um what would you say like some of the back in the day or not even back in the day but just like I don't know what would you say like the main dishes of Nevada are? <laughs> I feel like a good old steak and potatoes. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't... I tried to look this up, and it seemed like everyone had different answers,
1: and I was like, I don't know. It probably, I mean, depends on the region. Like, I know Northern Nevada was very much influenced by the Basque. They do... I think they do, because there's still a Basque place. I mean, not not like a restaurant, but there's still a place that does... um, It's kind of like a, a... Basque butchery, a butchery is not the right word for it, but they will do like sausages or things like that. Mm. Um, so I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure if sausage is necessarily Basque, mm. but I think like the way that they combine or grind their meat or something is like that. So, I mean, in northern Nevada, well, here's a website that says these
0: 10 iconic foods in Nevada will have your mouth watering. Okay, Thai cuisine. Yes. Shrimp cocktail. Yes. (laughs) Is your mouth watering? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Chicken wings. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'm going to probably not pronounce this properly, but Chateaubriand. What the fuck? It's a popular dish among Nevadans, specifically Basque style. It's like red, red, red meat.
1: Well, I mean, basque, yeah. Okay. I can, yeah, I can get down with that one.
0: Um, onion rings? Sure. I mean, I like them. So this is the fun fact. When it comes to producing onions, the state of Nevada ranks in the top ten. And that's why onion rings are included on most menus throughout Nevada. What? Who knew? Onions? I guess. Really? I don't know. Where do they grow? I'm not sure. Does anything grow here?
1: I mean, yeah, but I didn't know onions was wrong. We have a lot of cactus. Um, okay. sushi? Okay. We do have a pretty banging sushi scene here.
0: That's true. And there is the all you can eat thing. So, for anyone outside of
1: Nevada, really outside of Reno? Reno, Because Vegas doesn't really do it. That's true.
0: So, anyone outside of Reno, we do have all you can eat, which, if you're like me, doesn't make a lot of sense because I can only eat like two or three rolls. But if you're
1: like me and you can put some sushi down, <laughs> it's a great opportunity.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, paella! I love me some paella. What's paella? It's a another Basque dish, and mm. it's um. I've kind of forget like how it is because it's it's been a long time since I've had it. Um, but I think they have it at, like, the Atlantis or something. It's fun to say. Paella. Paella. Yeah. Um, Pride and Rib. Hey, we were kind of right on the, the meat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, hamburgers. Okay. Buffet food? Buffet food. I mean, we have how a lot is, of buffets. That but, like that foods? How are all of, like, the majority of these things, these are supposed to be iconic foods. How are these iconic, like... Well, I mean, we what? have the
1: awful, awful. Well, that's I iconic. guess, but that's one place, one place. Well, no, there's competing places.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh God. Mm-hmm. God, I feel like when I, was, when I was when I was a youngster, out on the town, <laughs> getting me an awful awful
1: in the middle you of the night. Little nugget. Oh, I did. Yeah. I for sure did. Yeah. Well, that's the legit one. Yeah. But they also have them at Baldini's. I did not know that. And I don't even know if it's still around, but the Wolf Den used to do an awful awful. They may not be around. Okay,
0: I do remember the Wolf Den doing it. Yeah.
1: All right. But no, Little Nugget is a legit one, and you have to go in between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. It's the best time. And you have to be like at least five or six drinks in, if not more. Mm. I was usually more, and it was usually about two. I'll, yeah. Yeah. It fits. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I don't want to get into my drunk stories, but I do want to get into ghost towns. Ghost towns. Ghost towns. Okay. Yes. Um, personally, mm-hmm. Bodhi is the like the most amazing ghost town I've ever been to, and it's probably because it's so complete. Yeah. You know? And I feel like when you go to Bodhi, it's like stepping back in time mm-hmm. um, versus like Metropolis? hmm Metropolis, where it was kind of like... Oh, I'm kind of, I thought there'd be more things.
1: Well, so Metropolis is actually not that old considering other ghost towns. Um, Fun fact, the demise of Metropolis was an infestation of Mormon Mormon crickets and jackrabbits because the town mainly survived on their crops. Oh, no. Yeah, and they destroyed all the crops. Oh, that's Um, so sad. Also, I've heard Mormon crickets are gross. They are huge. Oh. We won't go into that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Moving on. Um, Yeah. But Bodie, well, I don't know. Like, I love Bodie, but it's also, it's a preserved ghost town. It's very touristy. It is very touristy, and it's, I'm not sure if it's a... I think it's a park now. I think it's like it's like a state park. State park, but it is California. Yes, so so to throw that out
0: there, it's like two and a half hours away.
1: But just on the other side of Bodie, on the Nevada side, is another ghost town called Aurora, which is not a state park or national, whatever. Um, So it hasn't been as well preserved, but it is like the sister town to Bodie, and it's on the Nevada side. Is it cool? I actually have never been there so because we always, something always happens when we try to go there. The last time we got a flat tire. Oh my God, it's a ghost. I prob they're, they're trying, trying to keep going us going. away. Yeah. So no
0: one can go there. <gasps> there has to be something there, there, Chrissy.
1: I'm sure there's something there. Like there's got to be something scary there. And that makes me want to go even more. So day trip? Yes. Okay. You can actually, there the road that we've tried to get to Aurora from is actually a dirt road that starts in Yarrington. Oh, okay. Um, and then takes you all the way... To Aurora, supposedly. I mean, we've never actually been able to take it because something always happens. But So,
0: do you think we can convince Roberto to drive? Yes. Oh,
1: yeah. Yay. Good. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, the most off-roading vehicle we have is my RAV4. <sighs> and I just... May not make it. May not make it, you know? Well, because of our last ghost town hunting snafu, he now has brand new tires Ooh. that are 10-ply. I don't know anything about tires. But supposedly they'll get you places. That sounds so, like some heavy-duty toilet paper. We are... G- I, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I standard tires are four-ply. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. T- you yeah. guys are solid. Okay. <laughs> Ain't no ghost keeping you out of Aurora. I am are not keeping us out of Aurora. Okay. So. I really want to go, though. Let's like us I, I legit really want to go. Let's do it. Okay. We just have to make sure it's not rainy. Yeah. That's the only sucky thing is dirt roads and rain, man. Mm. Don't go along. No. Yeah. We should bring some emergency gear just in case we get stranded.
0: We have everything.
1: Oh, thank God. (laughs) Okay, I like this (laughs) one. Anything that you could ever need. Good, good. We've learned some things along the way. Good, good.
0: Yeah, but Bodie was cool because I remember the first time we visited. um, So it was deserted back in the late 1800s, I believe, or it was started in the late 1800s, something like that.
1: I think it... Fact check.
0: Okay, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, uh, (laughs) look into that. Did someone call for a fact checker? Bodie became a state historic park in 1962 and maintains the buildings just as they were found when the state took over the town. But they do not restore the buildings, instead choosing to simply preserve them and keeping their aged and weathered 1880s parents. So, in 1859, William, a.k.a. Waterman S. Bodie, discovered gold near what is now called Bodie Bluff. A mill was established in 1861 and the town began to grow. It started with about 20 miners and grew to an estimated 10,000 people by 1880. Now, by then the town of Bodie bustled with families, robbers, miners, store owners, gunfighters, prostitutes, and people from every country in the world. At one time, there was reported to be 65 saloons in town, and among the saloons were numerous brothels and houses of over puke, gambling halls, and opium dens. An entertainment outlet for everyone. On a daily basis, miners would emerge from the mills and head for the bars and the red light district to spend their earnings. The mixture of money, gold, and alcohol would sometimes prove fatal. Newspapers reported that the townspeople would ask in the mornings, have we a man for breakfast? Meaning, did anyone get killed last night? What I really found cool about it and like, granted, yeah, it's preserved, mm-hmm. but it was really cool to go in there and be able to, like, peer in the windows of the school and, like, see the chalkboard and, like, the seats and, like, these books that were, like, set up from it. And the way that the park people told us things was basically, I'm sorry, I'm burpy. Oh, you're good. That's,
1: like, beer.
0: Yeah, we just say bubbles now. I think that's going to be the new thing. Bubbles, okay. It started with the last episode. And so now when we're just, or not the last episode, the one before that, Mm -hmm. now when we're kind of burpy, we just say, excuse me, bubbles. 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 I like it. Um, But what I thought was so cool was just seeing all of that, and they told us that basically the reason it was deserted was because the winters were so harsh, and the summers were like so hot, and there was just like crazy amounts of... For lack of a better word, bad guys running around shooting people, well, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and killing people,
1: yeah. And so I guess everyone just like packed up and they're like, "We out, peace." Yeah. Well, and I'm not like discrediting Bodie at all because it is amazing to go there and see it because it has been so well preserved, and they're continually making improvements to the structures so that way they do, you know, like withstand the you know heavy winters and rains and everything. Yeah. Um, And what's really cool, too, is that basically everything that you see in Bodhi was left, like, how it was when Mm -hmm. everyone just up and left the town. So nothing has really been, like, touched. I mean, obviously you have some people that, you know, came in before it was preserved and probably took stuff. But for the most part, everything that you see there is, like, how it was actually left when the town up and moved. Yeah, which I think is just insane because there's, like, the little uh, mercantile and
0: Mm -hmm. it's just, like all the stuff. Good. Yep. And also I never knew how to say mercantile I went until I went there. Aww. I always thought it was mercantile and I always thought that sounded weird.
1: Mercantile sounds cute and quaint. I know. <laughs> I just it makes
0: me want to just like have like a I don't know, some sort of like party thing. Everybody has to dress up like you're in the 1800s yeah. Yeah. and maybe you are assigned like a house or something. And you have to go back to Bodie and you step back in time. It just sounds so fun, but that's also like one of my favorite time periods too. Olden
1: times. Olden sounds times. Like a fun time. Yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, so like, I don't know. I thought Bodie was super cool. It's mm-hmm. definitely my favorite ghost town, but I haven't been to a lot, so like, I also feel like I don't, I can't really say too much about them. Um, but I really like complete things like. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite part about traveling is the architecture. So like seeing the old buildings and everything like that. And so like seeing how well-preserved Bodhi is, is awesome. It also kind of makes me wish that the rest of the ghost towns were like kind of preserved Mm -hmm. as well. So that like people could see that. So like, you know, generations from now could still see it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But at the same time, I think there's something super beautiful about it being like desolate and like no one's really out there and you're the only people there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it is, I mean, I do agree with you, it, it would be awesome if more of them were more well-preserved, but I think it also, too, like, some of them that we've gone and seen, it just kind of attests to the, like, craftsmanship that was put into some of them, because, I mean, even though, yeah, most of them, like, the roofs have caved in, and, like, a wall or something has fallen, um, for the most part, like, they're still, like, sturdy and, you know, sound, at least, I don't know, like skeleton infrastructure Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's just i feel like so much care and time was put into things back in the day and now we just like throw things up to get them up as quickly as possible pretty much so i don't know i think there's there's a a nice little beauty to going and seeing things that haven't been kept up but yet they're still standing and they're still you can still tell you know what it was
0: which, I guess, leads to, like, the living ghost towns and how there's still kind of, like, a small population, but the buildings are still super old mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, like, Paradi- Paradise Valley, which I've never been to, but I've just heard about, mm-hmm. and it seems really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, in, like, uh, Manhattan and Belmont, they're actually really close to each other. Both of those are living ghost towns. And some of the older structures are still inhabited, but a lot of them, it's just uh, newer generations have come in and built around the ruins Hmm. so not all like some of them like you'll just see like a you know a big brick building that used to be a bank or something that you know part of it has fallen down but like the facade is still up so you still get to see like the arches where the windows were um there is a really cool one I think it's Manhattan they actually have the old uh most of the old bank is still standing, Whoa. including the bank vault. Whoa! So the vault doors are there, and if you go inside, you get to see some stuff. And it's not like it's nothing that's preserved. It's just there, and that's so cool. People have left it there, which is awesome. Well, most of it, which is awesome. But that's so yeah. cool. Yeah,
0: I guess like. I think, I don't know, like, going to Bodie and, like, Virginia City, have you ever stayed at any of the, like, that supposedly haunted hotel up at Virginia
1: City? Uh, so, fun fact, um, our wedding that's coming up, we're actually getting married at the Gold Hill Hotel in Virginia City, and we're staying in the Miner's Cabin, which is possibly haunted. (laughs) (laughs) That's my girl, Chrissy.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, um,
1: yeah, so we'll see. To be, well, I'll have to like do a, a follow up. We'll later do, on. yeah,
0: we'll do a follow up
1: because <laughs> I'm super curious. Um, Kyle
0: has a conference coming up, mm-hmm. or I missed it, but I'm pretty sure it's coming up. Mm-hmm. And um, they're staying in
1: the the and so it's the what's it called, the Hotel Tide? Well, so this one's the Gold Hill. Um, this is the one where they have like the Red Room or Ruby Room, um, which is supposedly, like, the most haunted room, and it's because of this lady, I think, I can't remember if her name was Ruby or if she wore red or something. I don't really remember. Um, But that's the one that's supposed to be, like, the super haunted room, and that's in the original part of the Gold Hill Hotel. Also, I think Gold Hill is the oldest, like, continually running hotel in Nevada, That's cool. Like, it's been open since it, like, it's been a a running business since it opened in, like, the 1800s. So, okay, I just,
0: I looked it up because I had to know what the other one was called. And I'm pretty sure this is the one where the conference is Mm -hmm. or where everyone's staying for the conference Mm -hmm. up in Virginia City. The Silver Queen Hotel.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's another one.
0: So, here's this review on um, Trip Advisors. Um, And this was back in 2016, so it was a while ago. But this person says, my son took a group of us ghost hunting in Virginia City, and we stayed at the Silver Queen Hotel, the most haunted hotel in Nevada. It was rather calm until about 3 a.m. when I heard pounding on my door and no one was there. Also, the blinds above the bed were closed when I went to sleep and open when I woke up. Creepy. That's so creepy. (laughs) Like, so part of me... Kind of loves the idea of something like that. The Mm -hmm. other part of me also is terrified by the idea of that. Because what... I mean, not to get, like, super into any sort of spiritual, religious thing or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But, like, what the fuck is it?
1: (laughs) Well, and it's... I don't know. Like, not saying that I don't believe in ghosts because I really want to. But you also have to take into account... I mean... You could say that, you know, something was knocking on your door and there was nothing there. But I've been in, you know, hotels in Vegas where someone comes running down the hall, banging on all the doors, and by the time you get there, there's no one there. That's true. So, I don't know. Like, I don't want to discredit anyone because I do believe in the supernatural and I do believe there's, you know, something. But I also take it with a grain of skepticism. Yeah.
0: I think, like, I've, I haven't i have really ever experienced anything firsthand. We kind of had what we thought was maybe, like, a ghost or spirit or whatever you want to call it when we first... Not when we first moved in, but when Kyle's best friend Mike and also the guest on episode two um, first moved in. And I think he brought something with him. I don't know. It's very possible. Um, It's just that he would always hear, like, weird things would happen when he was around. Like, he would hear the door open in the middle of the night and close, Mm -hmm. but, like, we were all asleep. Or, like... Um, in the linen closet, on the linen closet door in the hallway, there's a little bulletin board with, like, thumbtacks, and he had put them in, like, a smiley face, and it was, like, a frowny face one morning when he got up. Aww. And then, like, one night... was trying night- to
1: communicate and tell him he was sad.
0: Do you think that's what it was? <laughs> Do you? Because when I see shit like that, I just imagine a pissed off something yeah. that is angry... <laughs> And once you gone or out or whatever, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: But um, we haven't had anything for a long time. Um, I ended up having one of my friends come over and actually like kind of like anoint the house Mm -hmm. in a way. And I'm not – I don't know – This is going to turn religious. It's just what it is. It's fine. Go there. Um, Take it there. I was raised Christian, like non-denominational Christian. We went to church every Sunday. We spent a lot of time at church. And I drifted from that when I was about 16, you know? Mm -hmm. And I I go through phases of, like, feeling like I'm more agnostic and then feeling like, you know, something is out there. So I'm not, like, closed off to anything, you know? Like, I'm very much like, you believe what you believe. I believe what I believe. Mm-mm. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I guess there is a part of me that kind of is like maybe afraid of stuff like that because of what it means coming from like the Bible. Like it's Satan, it's his demons, they're mm-hmm. after you, like mm-hmm. they're evil spirits. But even my um friend who came over, she she was kind of like, Well, they're not necessarily they don't have to necessarily be like satan and he's like coming for you it's like they can just be like kind of evil spirits that maybe hung on or
1: that sort of thing and it's just i don't know how do you well i don't necessarily (sighs) think they're all evil
0: no when
1: i was uh when i used to live on my own in an apartment downtown i would i mean so i get sleep paralysis Mm -hmm. i do get it quite often but i would always wake up yell like someone would be Well, again, banging on my doors or, like, making noise in the other room. I lived alone. Our apartment complex was was pretty sleepy, so there was never any, like, really loud noises. But I would wake up to these sounds, and I would just start yelling at this person to be quiet. Like, like, in my subconscious, I knew that it was some sort of entity that was there. Like, not a neighbor or anything. I lived on the corner, so I only really had one neighbor next to me. Um, But... I would, like, I would just wake up randomly to these noises, and I would tell them to be quiet, and then it would stop. And I'd be like, God damn it, like, will you please just be quiet? Like, I'm trying to sleep here, have some decency, and be quiet, and, you know, it would it would stop. Whether or not that was just me coming out of, like, a weird, I don't know, sleepy haze or something. I don't know, but Oof. I don't necessarily think whatever something is, I don't necessarily think it has to be evil. I guess I've just only ever heard bad stories,
0: like yeah. I had there was a friend of a friend um a while back who I I feel like so she has two like kid siblings. Like she's twenty something and her kid siblings are like little, like six and eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um bubbles excuse <laughs> me. Um and her so her kid siblings like They would not even be at the house, but she would, like, hear them downstairs, like, laughing and, like, playing or whatever. And she would hear them. Excuse me. So many bubbles. And I don't know. Like, she is a strong, like, Christian and everything. And so she felt like it was evil and, like, a Mm -hmm. temptation of sorts. And I think that was, like, her view on it. Yeah. But she lived with it, like, it didn't, it just, wherever they went, it, fo- like, followed her. And then I remember we went, we were staying in this house in Monterey Bay, California, and we we were leaving, thank God, it was, like, our last day. The house was just spooky in and of itself, mm-hmm. like, it was an old house, you know, really rickety. There was, like, one room that was locked that we couldn't get into, even though we rented the entire place. Mm-hmm. And if you stuck your head out the kitchen window, you could see, like, the, uh, the window like in that room because it kind of like came out farther than the kitchen yeah and there was just like a doll just like sitting there at the window <laughs> it was really creepy. Super creepy and so on the last day like we didn't it was a bachelorette party so we were basically just getting drunk and like going out during the day and coming back at night and mm-hmm. that kind of thing mm-hmm. so we weren't really there like that much but on the last day Um, we were leaving and she was going to the bathroom one last time. She was like the only one upstairs and the rest of us were all getting in the cars and stuff. And, um, the bathroom that was upstairs had two doors, one that entered into a bedroom and one that entered into the hallway. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so, um, the door, the door going into the bedroom was kind of a funky door. Like you had to kind of fiddle with it and like pull it really hard to get it to close. So she had closed it. And then she closed the door going into the hallway, and she was, like, sitting there, and I think she might have even finished and, like, was washing her hands, and the door to the bedroom, like, just opened. What the fuck? (laughs) I was, like, really glad. (laughs) That you were out of there? That we were leaving. (laughs) I was terrified. And that's the thing, like... I don't know. For some reason, part of me loves the idea of, like, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. I guess because maybe I want a logical explanation.
1: Yeah.
0: But the other part of me is, like, so scared to ever dive into it too, <laughs> too far.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a lot of things, like, logical things that you can think with that. Like, maybe the latch hadn't closed all the way if it's – was it an older house? It was an older house, but it was
0: one where, like, you had to lift and pull – and even if the latch didn't close, it was
1: still stuck closed. Like, you had to, like, put weight against it to open hmm. it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I still I still feel like there are some logical. I would love to believe that there's something else. You're so spooky. There. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I always have, I have to have, like, a theory on both sides. Because, yeah, I would love for there to be something else. But I feel like I'm so open to it. And I want it to happen so much. And the creepy things usually don't happen to me.
0: Well, maybe when we go to Aurora, since apparently you guys are not supposed to go there. Yeah. Hopefully something happens. We see something. We hear something. Yeah. I don't know. know. So what would, what do you feel like your logical explanation is for just like ghosts or things
1: in general? Do you just feel like a human caused it or like? Well, I just feel like, like there are a lot of things like maybe, you know, like again, the latch hadn't hooked all the way, especially in older homes when like foundations start moving, Mm -hmm. a door jam may not align, you know, like it's supposed to anymore. So you think it's closed, but it's really not. Um, so I feel like there are a lot of like human things that can happen that we just try and sometimes spin off as being like supernatural. What about the smiley face that turned frowny face outside of Mike's door? I mean, someone could have been lying.
0: you know (laughs) it's actually very true i was like you're lying i don't believe you nothing is there leave me alone
1: well and i mean in it it def there can definitely be something i mean it is kind of freaky to think that something would be able to like touch things and move things yeah i mean i think that's the thing i think if they're just there they're like
0: you know it's in the air or whatever okay like it's there one day maybe I'll be there too. I don't know. Who knows mm-hmm. know. how it works. Um But yeah, I don't know. I think that it freaks me out that it can like touch things and move things and like it also makes me really happy that we have two dogs. Yeah. Cause I feel like dogs and kids can kind of like sense things. Sense things and like point and like
1: Well and it's kind know. of like when you go into a haunted house. What kind of haunted house? Like a haunted haunted house? Well, no, like a a Halloween haunted house. Oh, like a spooky house where they jump out at you? Yeah. And you know, like you go in there and you know that they can't, like whoever it is, they can't touch you. So you go in there and like, yeah, like things jumping out at you are scary, but that's kind of like the end of it. You're like, oh, you can't touch me. So like in the end, everything's good. But then you go to like Haunted Horror Nights at Universal where they can touch you and they will like run after you and chase you and then that's all like obliterated so all of this like all this comfort that you had in knowing that no one could touch you and then there's like the slightest inkling that like oh wait they can touch things and they can move things and it's like I don't know we kind of revert back to that safe space of like oh no like this is real and you could do things to me so I don't know I think that's why we kind of like try and spin things to do a more To go in a more, like, logical way. Yeah. Because we don't want to think about what what else it can be. Yeah, or what else it can do.
0: Do you feel like, are you more inclined to make it logical, or do you feel like you're more inclined to, to like, believe it's supernatural?
1: I think both. Because I want it to be, I want it to be the spooky thing. (laughs) (laughs) I want it to be that ghost or that spirit (laughs) or something, but I just, I feel like more times than not... It's not. Yeah. And we're just our like our minds play tricks on us. Our eyes play tricks on us. Our ears play tricks on us. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. I um definitely can agree. I don't know. I just really want one to just like come up to me one day and just like whisper in my ear and be like, Hey, we're here. And we move things around. <laughs> so if you're ever wondering, yes, we exist. I would love, I would love for that to happen. I would
0: just like to know that <laughs> they're, you know,
1: like everything. I
0: guess maybe. Yeah. Like, how am I gonna die? When am I gonna die? Like, that would be nice too.
1: <laughs> what is real? What is not? Yeah, but I mean that's nice. also kind of the fun of it because then like your so mind fun. can kind of take you to some creepy places, and it's fun. Is it though? Yeah. I don't know. So on your wedding night, you're hoping for some spooks and thrills. I do. And our, actually the reason why we chose the Miner's Cabin and not like the extra haunted red room or Ruby's room, whatever it is, um, is because the Miner's Cabin allows pets. And so we're going to bring our two boys with us. Which I think will be even better because I do feel like animals and like dogs have a extra sense for things like that. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. Well, I'll hope for you. (laughs) Let
0: me know how it goes. (laughs) I will. Um, very anxious to hear about that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, and you also really like cemeteries, huh? I do. I love cemeteries. What is the thing with cemeteries that you like so much?
1: I feel like it's just kind of like, it's just a like, a calm space. Um, Back in the day, like, I don't know, maybe, like, early 1900s, cemeteries were actually the place to hang out. Like, you would go there, you would take your families, you would have picnics, you would just hang out in the cemetery. If you knew, like, if you had someone buried there?
0: Or just everyone would?
1: I think it, yeah, I think it was just the place. Like, you didn't necessarily have to, like, be picnicking with, like, great-aunt Martha that was in the ground or anything like that. I think that was just, like... (laughs) The hangout spot was cemeteries. Yeah. It's not like New York. Look it up. Look it up. Um, but I don't know, like, I just, I feel like it's just so calm and serene and it does kind of, like, just bring you back to, I don't know, like, we all, like, we're mortal beings and, I don't know, we just need to enjoy the time on this earth that we have, especially since we don't know how long we're going to have with it. Um, so, I don't know, I just, I think it, it's... I don't know, it's fun. And also the architecture. There are some amazing, like, graves and headstones and mausoleums out there. Um, And I don't know, I just. I like it. Hmm. It's like a chill vibe for me. Maybe not anyone else.
0: So, like, from what I'm reading. Yes. It sounds like part of it was because they didn't have any, like, proper recreational areas. So the cemeteries were like the only places that were like I guess like they didn't have parks. Like, like landscape if you will for them to like have picnics at,
1: I guess. Um, Maybe. But I think it's fantastic. I would love to have a picnic in a cemetery. Hmm. But I don't think anyone would go with me.
0: I don't actually mind cemeteries. I've always found them cool. I like looking at like all the different names and stuff like mm-hmm. that and like I, but again, like, I think it's, like, a time thing. Like, I really love, like, the late 1800s, like, early 1900s. Yeah. And so, like, seeing, like, the families that were buried together and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, the fact that their bones are still in that earth is Mm -hmm. really kind of cool. And also, like... what are we going to do when we run out of space? Like, I don't know, that sounds bad, but I looked it up,
1: mm-hmm. and there
0: were 17,817 people who died in Nevada in 2017. Now, that was a couple years ago, but, like, like where do they all – like, I know that we do a lot of cremation and everything now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I just wonder, I guess, if one day the cemeteries are going to be more – like, not really used or not really needed? And will it ever turn into a, like, catacomb sort of situation? Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, I would love that. (laughs) Not to take us outside of Nevada, but in New Orleans, uh, well, all of the, well, most of the graves in New Orleans, especially the old ones, are above ground because they're below the water table or whatever. So flooding and, you know, coffins in the actual ground wouldn't, mix too well. Right. Um, so what they do is cause most of them have, they're like these little baby mausoleums. Um, there's a top and a bottom compartment and it's like one little, you know, grave site per family. Mm-hmm. And what they would do is they would stick your body in the top and they would keep you there. It's like for a year and three days or something very specific, but that's how long it takes your body to naturally, um, cremate. And it's so hot down there, obviously that helps it. But it's like, because it's basically like these little brick, you know, mausoleums. Okay. But that's how long it takes your body to naturally cremate. Cremate. Mm. Whatever. And then after that year and however many days, they'll take all of your remains and put them in the bottom. And then that way the next person in your family that comes along and passes away, they go on the top. And it's just kind of like this cycle. And so, are the bones just like
0: thrown kind of like they're just thrown in the bottom? Like,
1: yeah. Oh, I guess that makes (laughs) more room. Well, yeah. And so, and a lot of these are like super, super old. And I mean, I do know that like if your family line or something dies and like there's no one keeping up your grave, they can sell it to another family. So then, like, someone else, you know, inhabits it. But (laughs) (laughs) what? So
0: they sell the grave to another family. Do they clean out all the bones?
1: Oh, I have no idea. I wouldn't think so. They probably just...
0: Yeah, I feel like they wouldn't. Yeah. That doesn't make well, sense. Well, and, like, your,
1: like, the ashes and everything are probably eventually just absorbing into the soil. And so, probably that's all that's left after a while. Just, I don't now, know. Now, when you fingers. say,
0: like, a year and three days to naturally cremate, mm-hmm. are, like, is it
1: ashes
0: or are they just down to the bone?
1: I think there's some, like, I think probably the smaller bones and, and like, the smaller stuff probably does go down to ashes. Because um, I do know that they said that there would be, like, larger bones that they would just throw in the bottom. Because, like, the rest, because I think those would take too long, like, naturally. That's so weird. I don't know, but it's kind of fascinating. Like, it's cool. It's definitely a different way of doing it, for sure. Right. And I feel like, I mean... The graves there are really on top of each other, um, mainly because they didn't have a whole lot of room, but I mean, also they haven't, like if anything, the city's like built up around them. So it's taking even more space away from the cemeteries and they're still, you know, active cemeteries today. So they're still able to utilize... still doing that? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's some, I don't, I mean, not to get all creepy, but I think I saw some from like as early as 2015. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, there are ways to to do it. Do they
0: just, like, add on to, like, the the tombstone thing or the
1: marker for what families are in there? Yes. And if, like I said, like, if your family line dies or if, you know, the family or whatever just doesn't start and doesn't take care of the grave site, um, they can give them to, like, sell them to other families. And so then at that point, they can take down the old, um, like, little slabs that have the other family on it, and they can start their own. They don't have to. Some of them just keep adding them on to other spots on the graves. So morbid. Hmm. I like it. It's kind of cool. Like, I feel
0: like it saves space, which is, like,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: needed, or we're going to end up doing a catacomb sort of situation. Yeah. I feel like. But, I mean, like, have you been to the catacombs in Paris? No, but I They're cool. They're, like, really cool. They're also so eerie. Kyle touched one. Bad Kyle. You're not supposed to. (laughs) And he was like, and I was like, I don't think you're supposed to. And he touched it anyway. And then someone was like, hey, you're not supposed to do that. And he's like, what, me? Like, I already did it. Can't take it back (laughs) (laughs) down. But I don't know. It was weird. It was eerie. And I think, if I remember right, there was a place down there to have services. Like, Mm -hmm. Like churchy, sort of like funerally, sort of types of services. Now, granted, mm-hmm. it, it was 2015 that I was there. Mm-hmm. So I might have changed. Details get fuzzy. Oh, that too. My memory isn't great. Me but it was really cool. I think the thing about cemeteries that's cool to me is it just like, I just like the history aspect. So, like, mm-hmm. that's really fun. And then it's just, I never feel spooky in a cemetery though. Like, nothing ever feels like spooky.
1: Yeah, I don't necessarily ever feel spooky. Um, It is, I don't know, just it's, especially the ones that are kept up, it's nice to see that, you know, even the, you know, these people that passed away in, like, the early 1800s, like, their family or someone is still coming by and taking care of them. That's also crazy and really cool that you know, like, where your family's been. Right. And that you
0: can actually, like, take care of, like, that. I feel like, I mean, now granted, like, my entire, my dad is from a different country, so just coming across, like, kind of gets rid of that entire side, Mm -hmm. but I don't really know a whole lot about my mom's side, you know, like, where anybody is really buried, but I don't know. Where do you feel spooky? Like, what's your spookiest ghost story? Spookiest ghost story would, the scariest, the knock your socks off terrifying. It well, I mean, I don't know if
1: it's going to knock your socks off. (laughs) Well, it depends on if I've heard it before or not. Okay, well, this one I have told you. Um, so it was my experience. This, like, this was I think the closest that I've ever come to possibly like hearing something from possibly the other side. But I also have a logical cool explanation for it too. Huh. Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think so I know where it, you're going with this.
1: Yeah, so it was it was the um, cemetery in. It's a ghost town called Palisade. I think when it first started, it was Palisades. Um, But it's outside of Carlin, Nevada. Do you know where Carlin is? Why
0: don't you
1: enlighten the listeners? It's out towards Elko. It's like 30 miles away from Elko. Oh, okay. Um, So it's this town called Palisade. Yeah. Yeah. And there's really actually not much there now. We went to it. There is a railroad that still runs through there. It actually started because it was a railroad stop nice um so there is still a railroad like an active railroad that goes through there um there are some ruins not a whole lot uh there's still some you know cool stuff to see but there is if you kind of go up a little bit uh on the hillside there's a a really old cemetery and obviously cemeteries are my thing so i go check it out roberto wasn't super into the cemetery so he went back into the truck with our two boys And so I'm just going around taking pictures. Like this one was really like, you know, for Nevada, it was a really old cemetery. And I'm going through taking pictures and I thought I heard Roberto say, hey, babe. So I turned around like totally about to be all like, you know, hey, what's up? And I turn around. No one there. Roberto's like 200 feet away, like down the hill in the truck with our boys And I was like, okay, like, whatever, like, it was the wind, like, it was windy, it was like, it's just the wind or something, like, it's totally fine. Um, So I'm still going through, and I'm, like, taking more pictures, and, like, kind of hearing stuff, but also, like, it was windy, so it could have just been, like, the wind going through the sagebrush, like, because it kind of sounded like someone was, like, walking. Um, But, you know, it could have been the wind, like, going through the sagebrush. And then I heard it again, and I heard, hey, babe. So I turn around... And Roberto's still in the truck. And so I was like, all right. I was like, I heard the devil twice now. (laughs) It's time to get out of here. (laughs) So I go back to the truck and I'm just like, you didn't like get out of the car at any time or like roll down the window and like yell at me. And he's like, no, like he was flipping through his phone. So I was like, okay, like, yeah, this I was, this is a good time to leave. Like we can go now. Um, My logical explanation for that is that down in the valley, a little bit further, there is a ranch that's still, like, operating. Not operating, because it's probably just, like, a a one-person family. But um, my logical explanation is that someone was probably saying something down at the ranch, and the wind carried it up to me. And that's my logical explanation. But I also it was like, I heard it plain as day. Someone saying "Hey, babe," and it sounded like they were right behind me. But that's yeah. probably my freakiest, other than passing out in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. But that's New York, so.
0: Well, uh, okay, we might have to talk about that too. Um, but to cap on that one, mm-hmm. so that is the one you told me before. Yes. And to me, I automatically jump to like it's got to be a ghost. There's no way there is any logical
1: explanation for that. I mm-hmm. hear you on the wind. But come on, Chrissy. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm open to whatever, like, again, I would love for it to be, like, it would have been nicer if they had come up and been like, hey, you're you're taking my picture, what's up? Or something, you know? Because <laughs> like, so I was taking a picture of, like, graves, like, could have been the spirit of one of the people, like, oh my God. what's up? Like, yeah. I'm I'm Matthew, I'm the one that died in 1876, or whatever. Wow, wow. It'd <laughs> <laughs> um, be a lot, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it just
0: doesn't, it doesn't seem super, like, logical that someone could, like, Think that the it's wind is
1: carrying someone's voice?
0: Yeah, but not like that, not so far away. I don't know. Like, if Roberto was, like, 200 feet away, mm-hmm. and where was this ranch, how many feet away was that?
1: Oh, the ranch was further down. It was, like, because okay. it was kind of, like, okay. in a little valley. Uh-huh. And you heard it, like,
0: right behind <laughs> well, you, it did, clear like, as day. Yeah, it
1: was. It sounded, well, and that's why the first time I just turned around, like, it was just Roberto, like, coming up, telling me that I was taking too long or something. Sure. Well, yeah. and I remember when you first told me the story, I was like, okay, I can understand
0: the first one kind of being, like... You know, logical. Yeah. It's the wind. Maybe you just, like, subconsciously you knew he was getting frustrated or impatient or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But twice? And both, know. like, clear? Like, if it was... no in and, and, and it wasn't like, babe! Like, it wasn't like this yell. It was no. like, hey, babe. Yeah. Like, right behind you? Yeah.
1: Did but, it sound like Roberto? But what 1800s gentleman is going to say, hey, babe? Maybe he's been observing all of the young millennials coming to gawk at his resting place. Maybe. Maybe. But, like, did it sound like Roberto? I don't know if it necessarily... I honestly don't remember. I just remember, like, my initial reaction was like, oh, Roberto, like, I'm taking too long. Because that's usually what would happen. I would be taking too long taking pictures. And he'd be like, yo, it's time to go. So I'd be like,
0: okay.
1: So I think I just... I don't think I was necessarily listening for, like, his voice specifically, but. I don't know. So how did you fall asleep in a cemetery? Oh, no, I passed out. Like, legit passed out. Like, drunk passed out? No. Like, you just, you fainted? I fainted. Yeah. For how long? Um, so I was in, it was the very first time, so my sister lives in New York, and it was the very first time we were going to Sleepy Hollow together. It was, my mom and I were visiting my sister in New York, so we drove up to Sleepy Hollow just for, like, a day trip. Because, I mean, Sleepy Hollow is, like, one of the, you know, most iconic spooky places ever. Right. Even Um, I've heard that name. Yeah. (laughs) And so, Ichabod Crane. And so, we were... So, I actually, when we first got to the cemetery, I was super excited. So, I went off and I left my mom and my sister. And I remember I was taking a picture of this, like, small little mausoleum. It had a... uh, What do you call those... Time pieces with the sand. Time turners? Oh wait, is that the Harry Potter <laughs> thing? Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Um well. I mean, for <laughs> lack of <laughs> a better word, yes. It was a time it was a large time turner. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Um, but sorry I, rem- I remember like I remember that one perfectly because I thought it was really cool because it was the time turner was, uh, like, carved into this granite or stone, whatever this mausoleum was made out of. And I remember taking a picture, and I was looking down at my camera, just because I always want to make sure I get a good shot. And then three hours later, I woke up in the Sleepy Hollow uh, hospital. And I had passed out, and another couple actually saw me, And they thought I was having a seizure. Oh, my God. So they ran up because they were going to grab my tongue so I wouldn't, like, (laughs) choke on my tongue. That's the worst thing to do. (laughs) I don't know. This is just the story I was told after the fact because I don't remember any of it. Right. Um, And then my mom and my sister, like, slowly were, you know, making their way up the little hill. And by that time, a group of people had, like, gathered around me. And my mom at first was like, oh, like... You know, let's not stare. Like, there's enough people there. Like, they have it handled. (laughs) And my sister was actually one that was like, hey, Mom, uh, that's Christiana. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, my mom said that I was carried down by four very nice-looking EMTs. Oh, of course. They're always nice-looking. Again, I don't remember because I was passed out. Yeah,
0: you were that long?
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. I was out for three hours. I woke up in the hospital and I was just like... Did you have a concussion or anything? Didn't have a concussion. I think I had like a hairline fracture in oh. my skull. Um, but when I came home, they did like CT scans, they did CAT scans, they did this, they put like the strobe thingies on my head and EDG. like were... Yeah, I had one of those. Yeah. Everything was fine. I so wasn't, was it an actual seizure or did you actually just pass out? I just passed out. Weird. Yeah, it wasn't a seizure, and you, I wasn't dehydrated. Like I was, like a little bit dehydrated, like the normal but not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had just come from lunch, so it wasn't like I hadn't eaten all day. But literally, I remember looking down at my camera to check out this photo of the the, the picture I had just taken of that mausoleum, and that. And I don't remember anything. That's weird. My knees weren't locked because, like, I was in. J-R-O-T-C, so, like, I know not to lock your knees when you're standing. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. And the most depressing thing about it is I went back and looked at all those photos because I was like, for sure, I'm going to see something in one of those photos. Nothing. Oh, no. Maybe you're
0: just not one of those lucky ones that attracts I know,
1: it. but I'm just like, gee, like, you pa- you, you do something so that I pass out, and you don't even have the decency to show up on my photos. Yeah, that's really weird.
0: Yeah. That's, like, really weird. If you had, like, a history of fainting or something, or you hadn't eaten, or, like, you were severely dehydrated. Yeah, I know. That's really weird, though. I just passed yeah. out.
1: Yeah. And well, that's also uh, when my freaky stuff started happening at my apartment after I came back from that trip.
0: I wonder if something followed you home. They, I forget what they're called, but there's this thing that people believe in that they attach themselves to you mm-hmm. and they just follow you. Yeah. You know? I don't
1: know. Is it, is it still around? I don't think so, no. So you got rid of it, at least. Yeah. Well, I also, I used to sage the crap out of that apartment. Did it help? I don't know. I mean, it stopped eventually, huh. but. Yeah.
0: I was also going to have one of our coworkers come over and sage the house, too. And I think she I was, like, that. super busy or something. Oh, yeah.
1: so I, I do that with every new, I mean, granted, I've only been in two different houses since then. But I've done that in every house, and I always do it, like, every six months or so. Hmm. Just just to make sure.
0: You want to come we stage cool. mine one day? Sure.
1: Bring it in. <laughs> Bring it in. Okay.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, well, let's wrap with cool. a couple of ghost stories yeah. from, like, some iconic Nevada stuff So The uh. Miz
1: Mizpah? Yeah thanks
0: (laughs) (laughs) I always want to say like Mizpah Oh And I always Start to say it like that And then I I don't know I can't say it right So the Mizpah Hotel Mizpah yeah Mizpah Hotel Mm -hmm. In Tonopah Nevada Which is also where The Clown Hotel is
1: right It's not that creepy I've been there The Clown Hotel? Yeah Mm. I mean if you don't like Clowns maybe I don't like clowns Clowns are creepy Pennywise
0: (laughs) creeps me out But anyway, so, um, Kyle stayed here for a conference and he said that nothing happened at all. Mm -hmm. But again, I think both of us are kind of more closed off to it a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, we don't try to like open ourselves to it either. Like we're good. Leave us alone. I mean, I, I feel like I'm wide open and nothing
1: ever happens
0: (laughs) to me. (laughs) Yeah. So I also feel like it's just, it's like the person maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But apparently in 1907, shortly after the town of Tonopah was founded, The Mizpah Hotel was built. Now, as legend goes, this historic hotel is haunted by a few prostitutes from its earlier days. Hmm. Lady in Red, the hotel's most famous prostitute, is known to touch men's hair or rub up against them.
1: Oh, well, we're not men, so that's why. No, but Kyle is.
0: And he didn't feel or see or whatever, anything. Many guests have reported seeing her spirit in room 504 and on the fifth floor hallway. Maybe he
1: just didn't want to tell you because he didn't want you to know that a lady was touching it.
0: I mean, I do get (laughs) jealous. So maybe. Um, Another one, the Silver Queen Hotel in Virginia City that we were talking about earlier. Yep. So this one uh, was built in 1876. And this website, only in your state or whatever, is saying it is one of the most haunted places in Nevada. Okay. And its most famous ghost is a prostitute named Rosie. I'm sensing a theme here. Mm. She supposedly committed suicide in room 11 by slitting her wrists in the bathtub. Since then, she has been spotted wandering around the hotel, tapping on doors, and scaring guests. One guest even reported that she felt something chasing her down the hallway as she walked towards room 11. Could it have been Rosie? Mm-hmm. What? Okay, this has on here the Nevada's gov, the Nevada Governor's Mansion. Okay, mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta read this. Yeah, the Nevada Governor's Mansion was first occupied occupied in nineteen oh nine by the family of Governor Denver S. Dickerson. It's said to be haunted by the governor's wife, Mrs. Una Dickerson, and their child June. This is one of the most haunted mansions in the entire U.S., and it's hard to not feel the cold chills that run through the entire property. Um, I've been there. I've been there, too. I don't feel like it's, like, spooky or creepy or anything. I mean,
1: I haven't been there at night, but I've also not gotten, like, chills. Yeah,
0: I've been there at night. Haven't gotten chills. It was for a charity event, so maybe all the goodness outweighed <laughs> any of the bad of the darkness vibes? going on. I don't maybe. know. Anyway. Not today, evil. Not today, evil. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that, uh, apparently Mackey Mansion in Virginia City is also haunted. Oh, that one's super haunted. Oh, we should read that story then. Okay, so it's built in 1860. It was home of John Mackey, one of Virginia City's silver kings. Mackey Mansion is now a museum. Many guests have reported seeing an, an apparition. Is that how you say it? Apparition? Okay, yeah of a little girl dressed in white, and several have been even reported hearing her play upstairs. Um, A colonial has also been seen several times in the kitchen.
1: I've never seen or heard anything, but if you go through that museum, you definitely get some weird, I wouldn't say creepy vibes, it's just a weird feeling. Hmm. Yeah, I
0: feel like I've gotten, I definitely will get weird vibes from places Mm -hmm. if I walk into it and I feel just like, there's just something uh, there's off. something off. Yeah. I don't like that feeling. I usually yeah. leave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I usually <laughs> stick around and see what happens and then nothing happens.
0: Have you been to the Goldfield Hotel? Yes. Okay. I've never stayed
1: there. Okay. Did you so feel I've spooky there? there. <sighs> Not necessarily I mean it's it's just a cool old town. So I okay. I mean my excitedness of being there probably outweighed any spookiness. Well,
0: so it was built in 1908, and apparently its most famous ghost is a woman named Elizabeth, a prostitute. (laughs) Again, a prostitute. God. Um, George Wingfield, which is the hotel owner, supposedly was visited by this prostitute. And after finding out that she was pregnant, Elizabeth told George the baby was his. Because he was afraid of the scandal... um, and that it would negatively impact his business, he lured her into room one oh nine and chained her to the radiator. She was left there until her baby was born. She died and her baby was thrown down a mine shaft.
1: Actually, I've always every single like mine shaft that we come upon, which has been a lot, mm-hmm. the first thing I always think is how many bodies are down there. Mm. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. Yeah. Oof. So people apparently have seen Elizabeth looking sad, which, like, if you can see someone looking sad, like, oof. I know, that's And
1: some detail.
0: Yeah, and I guess people have seen her in room room 109, and even George, the owner, like, haunts the hotel. I don't know, man. Hmm.
1: That is some spooky stuff.
0: I like spooky.
1: The uh, haunted room, at, or one of the haunted rooms in Gold Hill is Rosie's room. Mm, okay. So there's also like an R theme going on. Mm. Rosie's room was it, the red room.
0: Yeah. 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 Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I think this pretty much wraps up the episode of the crazy spookiness of Nevada. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> um, but Thank Chrissy, you. do you have anything to plug? Anything you want to share with anybody?
1: Um, if you do want to follow our ghost town slash just dirt road adventures we do have an instagram it's nowhere underscore nv and it's just like nowhere like nowhere underscore nevada but it just envy
0: perfect perfect i can tell you firsthand that some of the pictures that like you post and stuff are just super cool and also every time you post like an abandoned building i'm like i want to see it <laughs> Like, they're I fun. love stuff like that. Yeah. Scared of spooky fun. things.
1: Love stuff like that. I'll okay. go search them for you.
0: Okay. I also like to... I don't know. I'm a weird mix.
1: <laughs> anyway. It's thank
0: you so much for being on, Chrissy. Thanks
1: for having me. It's
0: been so fun. It was fun. And listeners, I hope you've had a great night filled with laughs and uh, maybe some shudders or two. And uh, maybe you'll check out Lead Dog. Maybe you'll also check out Incline Brewing Company. But don't be fooled. (laughs) It's It's from Washington. (laughs) It's from Washington. (laughs) Well, we have this little thing on the end of each episode that we say. It's um, strigodonia. It means the pleasure of being able to say to hell with it. Okay. And it is Greek. So, strigodonia Stricadonia. (laughs) tight. If you've had the spookiest time tonight and you want more chills and thrills definitely check out the podcast website, wonderwhereloss.com. You can also listen on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, pretty much anywhere. And absolutely share it with your buddies. Seriously, guys, word of mouth is so huge. And we would love to have more listeners and have people thinking about all the amazing things they can do with their life and where they can travel to.